Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Do you ever have those days where you feel really bad about your body or about how you look? This episode is going to help you. I'm going to go through my personal experience and give you strategies and ways that you can start to work on your body image so that you enjoy your life without worrying about how you look and how you feel about how you look. The What's Eating You podcast is a series of mental health topics that are designed to make you think, learn, educate, and validate. Enjoy the show. Let's get into today's episode. For those that don't know me, my name is Steph and I'm a psychologist here to break it down. Welcome to the What Is Eating You podcast. We are recording live today from Bali. Now, this episode comes from my own personal experience. So as you know, I've gone through a nine-year eating disorder back in my teen years and I am recovered. I have a great balanced relationship with food. I love my body and it has taken a big journey to get here. But even though I'm at this place, there are days where I still struggle with my body image. And that's what I'm here to teach you about today is no matter how thin you are, no matter how recovered you are, no matter how confident you are, there are going to be bad body image days. Now, the key is not to never have these days, but about navigating them in an effective manner. And that is what we're going to talk about. So strap in, get a pen and paper, and let's get ready to rumble. If you struggle with your appearance or looking in the mirror, you are not alone. A survey found 56% of women and 43% of men were disappointed with their appearance. Almost everyone struggles with body image at least a little bit. That's a problem because body image influences so many other things, our confidence, our relationships, our eating habits, our movement patterns, and our self-talk. This is why I include a whole module on body image in the food freedom program that I run because it is such a big part, even if you heal your relationship with food, even if you escape diet culture, your body image still lingers. Why am I recording this today? It came up for me because in Bali, it is a very health and fitness focused place, depending on where you stay. 
And there is a gym I have been going to called Body Factory. Now, Body Factory has many picture-perfect bodies. I'm talking about the shredded guys, the massive dudes, the women who are super lean, but there are people of all body shapes and sizes. And I guess when you are exposed to different bodies, it does make you more aware of your own body. I've been feeling great the whole time in Bali. I really love my swimsuit. I felt really good in it. I feel really confident. And I think that's another really important point. Swimwear isn't about making yourself fit swimwear. It's about finding swimwear that fits your body. You were not made to fit into swimwear. You need to find swimwear that works with your body. And I've just nailed it. I've just found a great swimsuit. I feel really confident in. I love it. It's very flattering. It just, yeah, we just love it. We love it so much. Now, the other day I decided to wear a different swimsuit and I noticed my mood just declining. And I thought, what's wrong, Steph? You've had such an amazing day. What is actually wrong? And what I realized was when I was in the changing room getting changed, I had a negative body image moment. I looked in the mirror and thought, oh gosh, I didn't think I looked that way. And my body image perception in that moment had shifted. Nothing had happened. My body wasn't any different, but the way I thought about my body when I looked in the mirror changed the way I saw about my body. And this is what I talk about in food freedom is that your body image, there's four aspects which we'll go into, but if you look in the mirror with a negative thought about your body, what you're going to see is it actually going to look worse. Whereas if you look in the mirror with a positive or healthy outlook in your body, what you actually see through your eyes, through your visual cortex is going to be better. Isn't that crazy? So the message is your body image is so much more than how you actually physically look. And I guess in that moment, I started to think, oh, wow, I was surprised with how I looked or I didn't think I looked this way. And then I pulled myself up on it and I said, Steph, you're having a bad body image moment. This is what you talk about. We can use this. This is important. So what are you going to do about it? It's so interesting. We can have the most amazing day. We can have the most supportive friends. But the minute we catch a glimpse of our body image and start to go down that spiral, all that goes out the window. Now, if you scroll on social media, I'm sure you see a lot of people talking about how they love their body and how you should too. But is it realistic? to just magically flip a switch on how we see ourselves. Healing a negative body image takes work. So let's get into it. What is even body image? I encourage you to take a moment to reflect on what your body image is for you. When you say, what do I think about my body image? What immediately comes up for you? Take a moment to reflect on this. The American Psychological Association defines body image as the mental picture one forms of one's body as a whole, including its physical characteristics and one's attitude towards these characteristics. So the attitude is your body concept and your physical body is your body perception. There are four aspects of body image. So the first is your perceptual body image, and this is the way you see your body. 
Now, this is not always a correct representation to how you actually look. In my book, Food Jail, Breaking the Bars of Binge Eating, and I love the people who send me messages saying, I tried the mirror exercise and oh my gosh, there is this exercise I get people to do. And it's standing in front of a mirror and getting someone to put sticky tape on the mirror where your head starts and when your feet end. And then what you do, you go and stand next to the mirror. And what you'll see is when we actually look in the mirror, we're looking at a very small, almost midget-like version of ourselves. So mirrors are not always an accurate representation of how we look. The second type or the second aspect of body image is your affective body image. So your affect is your mood or your feelings. So your feelings may include happiness or disgust and are often summarized as the amount of satisfaction or dissatisfaction you feel about your shape, weight, and individual body parts. So what is your affective body image? How do you feel? So the first is how do you see it? The second is how do you feel? And the third part is your cognitive body image. This is how you think about your body. So you may see people in larger bodies who are so confident. Think of Lizzo. Think of celebrities. Think of people with curves right? So while their perceptual body image may be a certain way, they may feel great and they may have great thoughts about their body. Now your cognitive body image is the most important because what I teach is thoughts control how you feel. Now, if you have a negative cognitive body image, this can lead to preoccupation with body weight, shape, and size, such as I need to lose weight. My body's disgusting. So your cognitions are your thoughts. And that's the third aspect of body image. Now, the fourth aspect of body image are the behaviors you engage in related to your body. So for example, when a person is dissatisfied with the way they look, they may isolate themselves or employ unhealthy behaviors as a means to change their appearance. So what is a negative body image? right? We hear about body positivity all the time. I've created a bit of a checklist that you can go through that include the signs and symptoms of a negative body image. So grab a pen and paper or just answer in your mind how many of these you can relate to. Do you feel negative about your body more than you feel positive about it? Do your feelings about your body interfere with your relationship, work, or activities? Do you take extreme measures to avoid seeing your body? For example, do you avoid mirrors? Do you avoid touching your body? Do you avoid putting lotion on your body? Do you turn off the lights when it comes to intimacy time? Do you compulsively check and recheck your body? either weighing yourself, measuring body parts, pinching your skin, pinching your stomach, or examining your body parts in reflections and mirrors and shiny surfaces? Do you feel the need to apply a heavy layer of makeup whenever you go out in public? Isn't that interesting? It's not just about your body. It can also be your face. Do you use hats to cover your hair or baggy clothing to hide your body? Are you constantly ordering larger sizes when you may not necessarily need it? Do you pluck, shave, wax or laser hair away excessively? Have you ever had plastic surgery? Do you use kind, sorry, unkind or harsh language to describe your body? How do you talk to your body? 
to experience powerful negative emotions when you think about your body, such as disgust, hatred, self-loathing. Have a reflection on how many of those you relate to and how often they come up for you. But why are we like this? Why do we develop such a negative body image? What causes it? Negative body image can begin at a surprisingly early age. According to a 2020 research review, 40 to 50% of first and second graders already dislike some negative aspect of their body. And if you've read my book, you'll be able to reflect back. I did a photo shoot when I was really young. My sisters took some photos and we sent them to a modeling agency. I think I was about six years old. And I remember seeing this photo of my tummy sticking out and thinking, oh my gosh, I look pregnant at six years old. And that's when my own body image issue started. When did yours start? Take a moment and reflect on this. Where did it come from for you? When bodies begin changing during puberty, that's when your dissatisfaction can start. So a 2006 study suggests that the relationship problems between parents and their children can worsen body dissatisfaction even further. So if you grow up in a household where a mother negatively commented on her body or judged other people's body in the street or judged other people's appearance, and this doesn't mean your mother is a bad person, it could be a cultural thing as well, you're more likely to be critical of your own body. So I'll give you an example. If you're out in public and your mother or your cousin or your auntie says, oh, I can't believe that girl is wearing that or she shouldn't be wearing that or that dress isn't very flattering for her or, my God, that woman needs makeup, you will grow up with these insecurities. It's very likely. The second reason is culture. Body image is often rooted in the shame derived from our culture's obsession with thinness as a measure of worth happiness, success, and fulfillment. I remember having young teenage clients who say to me, well, nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. Like that's what we've learned. That's what I've grown up with. And I was shocked, shocked to hear this. And depending on where you live, this can have a really big impact. So I've lived in many areas where health and fitness is at the forefront of people's mind, and it does make you more conscious about it. Whereas I've been to third world countries and People ask me, oh, what do you do for work? I say, I'm a psychologist. And they're like, what's that? Mental health's not even a thing. Body image isn't even a thing. So the culture you grow up in and the country you grow up in plays a massive role. So if you're in Australia or one of those Western ideal thinness countries, you're more likely to struggle with your body image. Whereas in other cultures, big is beautiful, curves are beautiful. And if you go to other countries, it's so interesting because you may be in a smaller body, whereas if you're in, say, a you know, country like Australia, you may be in a larger body. So a little bit of interesting information on this. There is a term called self-objectification. Now, this is a term used to describe comparing your body to those around you and what you think you should look like. And this starts at a young age. Three out of five children want to be in a different body or they want their body to change in some way. Now, this comes from a phenomenon called visual adaptation. So what that means is obviously with the rise of social media, magazines, TV, all of that, 
our constant exposure to perfectly engineered faces and bodies tunes our mind to see them as normal and ourselves as the outliers. So what this means is if you are constantly looking at low body mass index bodies, you will perceive the average body to be much larger than what they are. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Let me repeat that again. If you are looking at perfectly engineered bodies on social media, in the news, on the TV, your brain is going to perceive your body to be larger and to be defective and the outlier. So it's so important to do a little audit on whose body am I looking at? Am I following all these bodybuilder pages? Am I just looking at thin bodies? How diverse is my social media feed? One in eight adults experience suicidal thoughts or feelings because of concerns about their body image. Isn't that absolutely crazy. I remember reading a study and it was a crazy statistic such as 20% of people would give up 20 years of their life to be 20 kilos lighter or 10 kilos lighter. So I really want to validate how debilitating having a negative body image can be. And it's linked to other mental health concerns, body dysmorphic disorder, which is having a preoccupation with a real or perceived flaw in your appearance. So it's more than being fat or thin. You can think you have a really big forehead. You can be obsessed with your arms. You can, you know, hate your hair. Eating disorders are linked to body image, such as anorexia, bulimia, binge eating, and mood disorders such as depression and also anxiety. So now we know how bad a negative body image is for us, What do we do about it? What do we do about it? So when I had my little mini body image moment, I think it was yesterday, I reminded myself that mirrors don't always show the truth. So just because I looked in this mirror and was a little bit surprised by what I thought I saw, my perception, doesn't mean anything. That's not any real data. And how is this going to help me? How is being negative about my body right now going to help me? I reminded myself that there are mirrors that make you look wider. There are mirrors that make you look taller. There are mirrors that make you look thin. So looking in one mirror for three seconds and letting that rule my day just doesn't sound very effective, does it? It doesn't sound very realistic. So the first thing I did is I notice when it's happening. I notice when it's happening and I take a step back and I look at it with curiosity 
rather than criticism. Because if we take a stance of curiosity towards anything, towards our mental health, towards our binge eating, towards our negative relationship with food, we really can learn so much and react more effectively. But before we go into that, I want to talk a bit about body positivity, body neutrality, and body image resilience, because there's all these different terms. Now, body positivity, it made a really big I guess, trending movement a couple of years ago. And it's all about loving your body, love your cellulite, love your thighs, love your rolls, all of that. And while it sounds great, and there is research in it that shows that it is effective, it's a huge jump from having a consistent negative thought around your body. It's a huge jump from all the programming that you've been through. And people often find it too much. And people are often relieved when I say to them, you don't need to love your arms. It's okay, but you don't have to hate them either. Remember, hating your body doesn't change it. It actually makes you feel bad. And when you feel bad, you're more likely to binge eat. You're more likely to engage in destructive behaviors. So you don't have to love it, but you don't have to hate it either. Let's meet halfway. But I will say body positivity has had some really good research. They found women aged 18 to 25 who viewed a body positive post daily over a 14-day period reported a decrease in body dissatisfaction and less tendency to compare their appearance with others. These improvements in body image were also maintained four weeks after viewing the content. So I encourage you to do a little social media audit and say, how many body image posts am I reading every day? How many body image posts am I reading that make me feel worse about my body image every day? The second term is body neutrality. Now, many people find this more attainable. Body neutrality detaches how you treat your body or from how you view your body. It focuses on appreciation for what your body can do as well as what your body, you know, knowing that it fluctuates, knowing that it's not about how you look. So it means viewing your body as neither morally good or bad but instead something that just is. Ultimately, body neutrality allows you to move throughout life without hyper-focusing on your appearance as a measure of worth. Before I go on, let's just take a moment and recognize that improving body image will not solve the weight stigma you may face or heal body image-related trauma. I want to acknowledge that we do live in a society We do live in a society that stigmatizes people in larger body. I'm not going to deny that fat phobia exists. It is there. And I think we are becoming better at it, but there's always going to be those people who hate or discriminate. So I know, I know, and I'm putting it out there and I'm saying it, I know it is harder and challenging being in a larger body, but it doesn't mean it's impossible. And it doesn't mean that you can't live a happy, healthy life. There are many body positive pages of people in larger bodies and health at every size. That's called haze. And I absolutely love that. So how do we then improve our body image? We're going to go through some strategies, how you can start today. I really love the term body image resilience, and this is something I teach in my Food Freedom 12-week program. Now, body image resilience means being able to tolerate any body image distress or shame that we experience 
and allowing it, noticing it. It doesn't mean avoiding insecurities or thinking your body is perfect. It's about when you have body image resilience, you're able to manage it when it comes in because you're building your skills to appreciate your body, to respect your body and to accept what you're thinking and feeling. I absolutely love this. Remember this term, body image resilience. It is not about believing that your body looks good, but rather knowing that your body is good however it looks. Your body is good. You are good no matter how it looks on a given day. Body image resilience acknowledges that you're going to encounter body comments, whether it's from that judgmental aunt or your mother or that user 1234 on TikTok or Instagram. It recognizes you'll encounter any shaming or feedback at some point, but it's not a reflection on you. It's often a reflection on insecurities on other people, which they project outwards. So remember, it's not about believing your body looks good, but knowing your body is good, no matter how it looks, knowing that you can be healthy at all shapes and sizes. All right, let's get into the crux of how do we improve our body image? Number one, We accept that body image fluctuates. You're going to have days you have good body image. You're going to have days you have bad body image. And the way we get around this is we increase our awareness on the days that this happens. And remember, this is not a reflection of reality, but it's just a reflection on how you're feeling in a given moment of time. Like what I did when I looked in the mirror, I was like, oh, this is just a moment in time where I'm just having a negative thought about my body. Is it true? Probably not. Even if it is true, is it effective? No, it's not. So I'm going to choose to acknowledge this and sit with this, but know that it's just my mind having a little moment. The second thing I want you to do is I want you to let go of the belief that losing weight is going to fix a body image problem. I work with a lot of bodybuilders, figure competitors, people who are small bodies. I have best friends who are size eight, size six, size. And let me tell you, let me tell you, being skinny does not fix anything. Yes, there is such thing as thin privilege. Yes, I've been with people who've been on the far end of the scale. They're, you know, 100 and 70 plus kilos. And I've been with people who are on, you know, the really low end. And let me tell you, everybody has the same problems relationship problems, mood problems, self-esteem problems. And the other thing is when people do change their body, their mind has not caught up. So I am with people who have lost so much weight, but they still live in that large body mindset and they really struggle. And this is something that can be very problematic, especially with surgery or bariatric surgery, because the mind has not caught up with the body. So let go of the belief that losing weight is going to fix your body image problem. Weight fixes a weight problem, right? Psychology fixes a psychological problem. So the body image work is up here. It's in your mind, not in your body. Instead, you want to focus on health-related behavior. Health-related behavior is how you think about yourself, the self-talk you do, the movement and exercise and eating regularly. Health is not just, you know, eating clean all the time and exercising all the time. It's about having that balance and listening to your body. 
The third thing I want you to do is physical changes. So for example, wear clothes that feel good. This was a massive lesson for me. It took me years. I still don't know my style. I'm still trying to figure that out. You know, when people just know their style and they wear clothes, like, how do you do that? I, my mum still buys me clothes, right? So it's about finding clothes that suit your body. But one thing I, I really love is I love wearing shorts and there are people out there who will never wear shorts, right? But, you know, I've got... um different insecurities for different people. So wear things that make you feel good. Find that bathing suit that makes you feel good and own it and tell yourself that you can wear this and you can make those physical changes. So we also do exposure therapy in Food Freedom where we wear the thing that we're putting off wearing. A lot of uh, women I was working with on the retreat were pushing themselves out of their comfort zone. They were wearing bathers. They were wearing off-the-shoulder tops. And the only way to dispute the beliefs you have about your negative body image is to do the thing that your negative body image is telling you not to do. Wear those jeans. Go into the store. Many people avoid going into stores because it's too overwhelming. You have to face your fears to manage your body image concerns. And the next tip is diversify your social media pages. Have people in different bodies, have, you know, people with disabilities, have people of different colour, different gender, different weight, shape, sizes, because your brain needs to be exposed to what is realistic and that's going to be more effective for your brain. Whereas if you're just looking at super small people, you are never, ever going to feel good enough. And remember, you are comparing your 24-hour body to someone's 15-second highlight reel, and they are making money off this. If they're selling a program, if they're selling a meal plan, they are making money off this. So just remember, don't compare yourself because comparison is the thief of joy, and part of that comparison can involve looking at body diversity posts. And the final tip is speak to your body with respect and kindness. Speak to your body as if you would speak to a friend because guess what? There is a lot of research into toxic thoughts and beliefs. And by saying I'm disgusting, I'm fat, you're actually setting the parameters through which your brain sees the world. So if you think I'm fat, I'm disgusting, your brain is going to look for signs of fatness. It's going to look at that person who's looking at you in a weird way and and judge that and say, they think I'm fat. When you look in the mirror, your brain's going to go straight to your insecurities, your thighs, your stomach. So if you actually change your beliefs and say, my body is worthy, I am a healthy person, I'm working on improving how I think about myself, I'm on a journey, your brain is going to start to look at things from a completely different light in his magic, I'm telling you. Now, if you want help with this, please reach out. My food freedom program targets food structure, emotional regulation, rewiring your brain and mindset, and then enhancing your body image. And your body image doesn't change unless you change it. And accountability and structure with a qualified person can really start to facilitate that change. In summary, know that you are enough. Know that your body image isn't just about how you look, but it's about how you think about how you look. So start to think more effectively. You don't have to think positive all the time. Just think more effectively by telling yourself what you would tell a friend. Notice your positive qualities. Like other than how you look, 
what is interesting about you? Because let me tell you, how you look is probably the least interesting thing about you. All right. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please let me know. I can't wait to hear your feedback. Take a screenshot, send me a message, let me know what you want to hear about next. And remember, your body image is not about how you look. Your body is good no matter how you look. Thank you so much for today. Don't forget to leave a rating or a review if you love the podcast and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.